0: The email address it on Christ podcast at gmail.com, where you can send in uh, your testimonies of Christ and follow suit to those who have gone before you. Um, so I'm going to shift a little bit here <laughs> from my original plans, as this is uh, for most of us, this should be the 4th of July weekend. Uh, this is the time where we get to celebrate uh, the birth of America, happy birthday America Uh, and we do so with a lot of fanfare and excitement and fireworks and uh, time off from work and um, I had in mind kind of a different message for today but uh, as I was thinking about it uh, the spirit kind of directed me one way and uh, we'll see how this goes. (laughs) So bear with me as I'm kind of switching on the fly. Um, I've been thinking a lot about, especially with recent events, about the nature of this land that we live in, uh, biblically and also historically. And uh, so I guess just read some scriptures about what it is that we have here. I want, I want to set the stage for what we, what we enjoy, what we get by living here in America. Ether chapter two, verse seven and eight. And the Lord would not suffer that they should stop beyond the sea in the wilderness, but he would, that they should come forth even unto the land of promise, which was choice above all other lands, which the Lord God had preserved for a righteous people. And he had sworn in his wrath unto the brother of Jared that whoso should possess this land of promise, from the time henceforth and forever should serve him the true and only God, or they should be swept off when the fullness of his wrath should come upon them. Second Nephi chapter one, uh, we're going to start in verse five. But he said, notwithstanding our afflictions, we have obtained a land of promise, a land which is choice above all other lands, a land which the Lord God had, Lord God hath covenanted with me should be a land for the inheritance of my seed. Yea, Lord hath covenanted this land unto me and my children forever, and also unto those who should be led out of other countries by the hand of the Lord. Wherefore I, Lehi, prophesy according to the workings of the Spirit which is in me, that there shall none come into this land, save that shall be brought by the hand of the Lord." Wherefore, this land is consecrated unto him whom he shall bring. And if it so be that they shall serve him according to, their, to the commandments which he hath given, it shall be a land of liberty unto them. Wherefore, they shall be a, never be brought down into captivity. If so, it shall be because of, because of iniquity. For if iniquity shall abound, curse shall be the land for their sakes. But unto the righteous it shall be blessed forever. <coughs> Second Nephi 10, we're going to start in verse 10. But behold, this land, said God, shall be a land of thine inheritance, and the Gentiles shall be blessed upon the land, and this land shall be a land of liberty unto the Gentiles, and there shall be no king upon the land, who Shall raise up unto the Gentiles, and I will fortify this land against all other nations. And he that fighteth against Zion shall perish, saith God, for he that raiseth up a king against me shall perish. For I, the Lord, the King of heaven, will be their king, and I will be the light unto them forever that I hear my words. Wherefore, for this cause, my covenants may be fulfilled, which I made unto the children of men, that I will do unto them while they are in the flesh. I must needs I must needs destroy the secret works of darkness of murders and of abominations. So multiple witnesses, different times in history where we hear about what the nature of this land is. We know that it is something that God has special interests in how it is managed and how the people that live upon it, how they operate. Um, similar to how Israel was a promised land and the people had to prepare themselves and then cleanse that land Uh, so is this land and we see through the scriptures that the nature by which the people get to prosper on this land is by how they remember the Lord their God and how they go about managing it and we're all very familiar with the pride cycle. We get prosperous. We get prideful. And then we get cast off. <laughs> and that's that's happened to many peoples on this land. And I want everyone to just take stock of of our history, of the United States history. We have... Really, since 1776, when we fought the Revolutionary War and God fought that battle with us. And by all rights, America should have never existed. But God fought that battle for us and with us. We have steadily grown in prestige and prosperity and in power. And as such... Uh, those secret works of darkness have definitely implanted themselves and gotten gain and have gotten over us and as such iniquity and pridefulness as we have become secure at our knowledge of being free has crept into our society has crept into our governments and we are prime (laughs) For the next stage that comes after this is, which isn't pretty, but I want to. Well, looking once again at different scripture, DNC one hundred one, verse eighty, and for this purpose have I established the constitution of this land by the hands of wise men, whom I raised up unto this very purpose, and redeemed the land, land, by the shedding of blood. Uh, just I think it's really easy to read over those words especially the last ones and kind of give them a a nod and understand but uh, especially on July 4th I always feel a strong connection to those who have devoted their lives to this nation uh, who decided at some point in their life that The most valuable thing they could do with it was to sacrifice it for this country. And so they went into the military. Some people, uh, they fought and they died. They literally gave their lives for it. Others went and fought and returned home scarred spiritually to the point that their way of living was forever affected. And many people still do but it is, it is a great inheritance we have received from all of these many people. And I want to recognize the beauty and the, uh, the, the God's will in the fact that this land is a free land, that we, we are able to make of our lives to the extent of what we're willing to work in our lives. I am very proud in most respects to be an American citizen, to be part of this land that where I know if, if everything were to crumble, if my, everything I know and understand were to fall to pieces. I live in a land where I'd be able to work and build myself back up, a land where I could be supported in that. But, unfortunately, uh, as John Adams, I'm going to quote John Quincy Adams, and he said that when, he, in, when it comes to our government, says our Constitution was made for only for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to to the government of any other. And I think about that. Now, granted, it's really easy to say, well, that was a while ago and uh, it's not as uh, poignant as it is today. This was made, I think, back in the 1820s. Sometime around there. I think he was present in the 26th, 1826. Sometime around there. Um... But he recognized that the government we set up, though uh, good for the time, though working as it has, was wholly inadequate for people who did not desire to be good and moral in of themselves. And I would say he said religious here. Meaning that there is a required element of a higher deity at play to make this all make sense. <clears throat> and I think anybody who's been paying attention <laughs> over the last decade can notice the reasons why. There are a lot of great and good causes out there. And it's really easy to get lost in the woods on that. But with God at the helm, all things become clear. I was, uh, talking yesterday with somebody about a current event and they said something to the effect of, they don't think that this particular issue should ever be legislated, that it should be left up to people. And I thought about that for a long time. And I think as I, you know, first rejecting it, uh, I agreed, but. I recognize that in the state that we're in, we no longer fall into this category of a moral or religious people at large here in the United States. And so as such, we are looking for legislation, we're looking for laws and rules in almost every aspect of everything, because we've lost the moral compass that governed and kept the the law sustained. It was the foundation, the bedrock. And so my message, you know, on this July 4th weekend is for all of us to remember what it is that we have here. Why do we have it? And to be grateful to the true source of freedom that's who's sacrificed his children for what it is, who has sustained his children in protecting it, and who will, when the time is appropriate, allow the hardships that he has promised to come to come. And not to say that the righteous will be spared, but those that are listening and paying attention, I believe, will be led and will be directed according to the spirit to how to navigate those situations. For all of us, there is cause always to repent. Where are we missing Christ in our lives? Where are we out on the loop? Maybe in regards to this nation, where it is, where is it that we need to repent on how we enact and put forth what we believe about our government, about this land. The world and its solutions will never be able to solve the problems of this nation. They are fully and uh, forcefully issues of eternal significance that only the Lord Jesus Christ and our father in heaven have the power to correct and course correct. And it comes by the will of the people. It says in Mosiah, when the time comes that the more part of the people desire wickedness and iniquity, then you'll be cast off. And talking about the people turning from righteousness like a dog to its own vomit. <laughs> to be very uh, efficacious, be very forceful in that analogy. I love this country. I love the principles that it stands for. Uh, I almost, well, <laughs> people know this, but I almost uh, enlisted myself in the Air Force at one point. I uh, was thinking about it heavily. I never really pushed it farther. But I had a desire to be, the, be a sheepdog for this country. I had a desire to show my love and appreciation for what it was made of with blood, sweat, and tears, if need be. As such, I still believe in it. I still hope in it in the people. And I believe that the, the natural laws that we instilled in the beginning will be saved and will be a guiding principle for when the kingdom of God is set up on the earth in preparation for the Savior to come. I can't say... Everything, you know, what I know, everything that will be happening, but I, I promise that there will be a return and it will probably come through a lot of humbling of the people that live here. And I pray that all of us can hook up to the true source of, of strength and power of our Lord Jesus Christ and our Heavenly Father, and in so doing be protected from these things, that we're following direction from Him. Only He will be able to take us through it. And I say these things and ask all of us to seek His face continually. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen.